Everybody, this is Praise Tabernacle Tuesday night Bible study. This is Brother Omar Zachary with our panel. Uh, so far, I know we have Minister and Sister Tobert. Also, uh, we got Sister uh, Bugs on tonight, and we have Sister Oglesby. Uh, so far, I'm not sure if my wife is on yet or uh, Deacon Elette Bugs. But we thank God for everyone that's here. Uh, we've had such, uh, over this weekend, we had such a great time. Um, Saturday night, uh, we had an opportunity to appreciate uh, my son, Omar Jr. He's the musician, our uh, organist at the church. We had an opportunity to be a blessing to him, had such a great turnout had such a great time, and we was able to raise him a good good little offering just to show our appreciation to him. Um, Sunday, we had another great time with our youth department, uh, as they do every third Sunday, and my lovely wife preaching a, a message, uh, heading up with uh, decide, make, uh, making a decision. Um, we're just grateful um, for being here another night. Uh, so glad to have the Tobert family back in town. They uh, had death in their family, and they was out of town over the weekend, so we're, we're glad to have them uh, back in, and, and con- we want to continue to keep them in prayer. And we're just having a, a great time. We also want you to uh, keep Mother White in prayer. She was admitted into the hospital couple of days or so ago, uh, I was there, went to visit her this morning. Uh, for any of the members that would like to uh, go see her, she's at uh, Gwinnett Medical Northside, uh, room 558 in the uh, North Tower. Uh, once again, she's in room 558 in the North Tower. That's Mother White. So told her we would definitely keep her lifted in prayer and uh, encourage the saints, those that can, you know, while she's in there, that, that may get a chance to go by and see her. And remember now, when you do go, you never you go to visit someone, it, they're in the hospital for a reason. So you don't need to take a picnic blanket and a picnic basket and all that. In other words, keep your visits short. You know, you, uh, it's a reason why they're in the hospital and they need as much rest as they can get. So. Let's keep her in prayer and just the the church in general. Uh, Tonight, we want to uh, call your attention to the book of beginnings. That's the book of Genesis, the 27th chapter. We know this is our family night where I like to deal with 
the family issues. Um, and truth of the matter, we all got family issues. I don't care how how short you've been together, how long you've been together. We all, if you ain't got them, you just keep keep living. You're going to have them. Family, uh, mother, father, children, you're going to have some th- stuff to arise uh, in your family. And the scriptures details these things so that we're not uh, caught off guard where uh, we feel, well, ain't nothing going to happen in my family. Ain't my my children ain't, ain't going to be crazy, and my husband or my wife ain't crazy. Well, we, 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 we know that truth of the matter is uh, every family, there's going to be something. There's going to be something. You can do everything right. You can raise your kids right, raise them in the church, and we know if you, you train them up, they won't depart, but that don't mean they won't trip. And sometimes you, you there's some things your children can do some things and make you wonder, Lord, is that my child? I know that I know she looked like me or he he looked like me, sound like, but where in the world did that come from? And sometimes even in our spouses, our spouses can, can do some stuff like that. What it, uh, where that's out the blue? What made you do that? What made you go here? Uh, what made what making you act like that? So we, you know, we find all these things in the scriptures. So um, I already know I'm not not going to try to rush through and get through the whole chapter tonight. I would like to get at least to verse number ten, um, and and kind of you know pick up and this. I guess this will be my next series uh, for the next few months, just to deal with um, Isaac and Rebecca and uh, Esau. And Jacob. So that's what we want to deal with tonight. I did see my lovely wife say she's on. Not sure if she's muted or not, um, but she is on. So we're going to say a word of prayer, and then we want to go into um, this family discussion. And I'm hoping those on the panel, um, my brothers and my sisters, will be able to chime in. And I definitely, as we go into it, it's going to get a little more in depth. But we just want to kick it off tonight. So, Father, in Jesus' name, as we come now to teach your word, to discuss your word, we ask that you anoint us, send your anointing that makes teaching easy. We ask that you would bless us to give uh, the right word, the right interpretation, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us uh, through these scriptures, through these scriptures on tonight. We thank you for the panel. We thank you for our listening audience, the members of our great church, and I ask that you will bless in each and every one of them. Bless our homes. Bless our, our families. Uh, help us to, to put Jesus Christ as the center of everything we do, the, specifically in our homes. Let Jesus Christ reign supreme in our home, that the husband will look to Jesus, the wife will look to Jesus, and as, as the two work together, or even in a single-parent home, help that mom, that father to look to Jesus, thereby the children can see Christ in us, that the children can see Christ through us. And this we thank you and we appreciate you for what's going to take place on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, y'all, y'all know, um, let's, let's just you. Uh, let's just go back a little, just a little bit farther back. Uh, Abram and Sarai uh, were, Sarai was barren and uh, couldn't have a ch- 
children. And uh, the angel of the Lord spoke to her and, and Abraham and pretty much told him this time, you know, next year, um, I'm just kind of, you know, just jumping around a little bit to bring us up, kind of up to where we are. Um, Sarah would have a baby, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Pamela, y'all can help me out. She laughed, and how can one that is old in age, you know, have pleasure and things like that? She, she no doubt, uh, being around 79, 80 or so years old, uh, 89, 90, or what, what, you know, somewhere around in that it, older, let's just put it that way, saying, you know, we're going to have pleasure or we're going to still be able to enjoy, you know, each other. And I, I don't care how old you get, you know, you stay in the Lord, the Lord will renew your strength. Amen. He, he will He will renew your strength. And if God got a plan for your life, it no matter how old you are, it don't matter how old you are. His plan, if he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. Well, in the in the midst of time, we know Sarah uh, decided to help help God out. And we're going to see, even on tonight, what happens when we try to assist God and we try to hurry God and we try to, um, you know, be the assistant. You know, we know we got assistant pastors and assistant this, but some of us think we – this you know assistant to God, we we this uh, you know part assistant Christ. We nowhere near that. And what happens is when we try to assist God in areas where He don't need our assistance, we make a mess. So we know Sarah um, uh, tried to you know uh, assist God. God didn't ask for her assistance, and brought Haggai and Haggai and Abraham. Uh, met each other along the creek side, and, and uh, nine months or so later, here comes Ishmael. And we know from previous studies the turmoil that pretty much arose from uh, Ishmael and, and Haggai and, and the dysfunction that it caused in the family. Uh, you know, we know that was back then, but unfortunately, you got some crazy folk now. I said crazy. Yeah, you got some crazy folk now that try to assist God and uh, trying to do, you know, instead of just allowing God to work and in his time uh, fulfilling his word, we we try to help. And you got to be off your, you got to be law, crazy any woman that's going to try to assist and give your husband to another woman or bring another woman in your bedroom. And I know people doing that crazy stuff now, but you got to be crazy. And then you wonder, after you, or, or a man bringing another man in his bedroom. Uh, Lord, help us here tonight. Any man bringing another man in the room, I, I got questions about you. Did you bring the man in for the woman? Or did you bring the man in for yourself? Lord, help us tonight. Either way it goes, it's crazy. It's crazy and it's out the will of God. Amen. And when you set, when you do these things, you're setting yourself up for heartache, headaches. Amen. You're setting yourself up for failures. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the marriage should be between that one man and that one woman. Amen. Amen. You shouldn't be bringing nobody else. Nobody else should. Even if you agree to it, you shouldn't be bringing nobody else in. Okay, you shouldn't be bringing nobody else in. If if you need her to dress up and and act like ain't your mama or whatever, then then y'all between each other, y'all y'all play Batman and Robin or, or, or Superman and Superwoman. Don't bring nobody else in your bedroom. 
Amen. Lord, I'm, I'm preaching already. Amen. I'm preaching already. Okay. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and leave everybody else and cleave to his wife. They too, amen, become one flesh. All right. One flesh just between that one man and that one woman. Ain't nobody else. No, no extra, no extras. Amen. Amen. We don't, I know they got extras in the movies, but we don't need no extras in, in, in the saints in our, in our bedroom. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me move along. All right. So, uh, Ishmael, uh, Isaac, uh, amen. Uh, Isaac was born and there was a lot of stuff that was going on with Ishmael and Haggai and, uh, they had to pretty much Sarah had to tell Abraham, Abraham hey, they got to go. Hey, now this this is I think about thirteen or so years later. Now they got to go, but you the reason why all this stuff doesn't happen. Hey, Amen. Now we got this. Now I know some of the women gonna say, well Abraham didn't he didn't fight up. No, he didn't fight against Sarah. Uh, you know uh, he didn't fight against it, but Sarah's the one that that suggested it. He mad. He mad, Sarah. You know, Abram don't seem like he put up much of a fight, but, you know, it was all Sarah's idea. Amen. Women of God, be careful. Okay? Be be careful with your ideas. Praise the Lord. So we, we get to the point now, Isaac, we know uh, the next, kind of the next major thing with Isaac was uh, him being sacrificed. Him being sacrificed. God pretty much uh, uh, putting Abram, Abraham uh, on the spot, you know, do you love me? Do you, you know, am I the number one thing, you know, um, and, and men of God, we got to, we got to always remember, we, we still got to keep God first. We, we must stay committed to God and to the things of God. All right. We can't allow amen, our spouse. We can't allow our children or any anybody else to get us out of the will of God. We must stay in the will of God. Okay, we 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 have to do that. And by you staying focused and staying in the will of God, Amen. That woman, especially if she's a believer, a godly woman, she will automatically stay in line. She automatically see what God is doing, even if it's cloudy in the beginning. She'll trust the God in you because you are living a godly life. Okay? And the same goes for the children. Amen. It all starts with that man staying in line, staying in order with God. Amen. A lot of times when we step out of line and step out of order, then the whole house be in disarray. And that's what happened. The whole house was in disarray. All right. So uh, now Isaac, you know, uh, Abraham took him up and uh, was getting ready to, 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 you know, kill him to sacrifice him. And God stopped him and said, now no. I know you love me. I know you trust me. I, you know, in other words, I know uh, I'm at the center of your attention. I got your attention. Don't kill the last. There's a ram in the thicket. Okay. So God provided, Amen. Even as Abram, even as Abraham was showing that he was committed to God. And I want to challenge every man out there. Uh, yeah, you got to be committed. You got to be committed to the things of God. You got to trust God. Amen. You want that woman to trust you? Show show her that you trust in God. Okay. Lead your family to church. Okay. Lead your family in prayer. Lead your family in praise. Okay. Don't let the family be praising you. Sit down. Okay. You lead the family. Okay. Be that be that first one that the family can see. Uh, that's a a representative of God. Okay. Because you, as the head, according to the scripture, uh, you are the representative. 
okay? You are the one that your wife looked to for strength, okay, that looks to for leadership if she's a godly woman, okay? A godly woman is not looking to, to be the leader of the home. She she is well able and well capable and well willing to allow that man and to subject, to, to submit herself to her godly husband because she trusts him. She, she can see that God is in him, that God is moving in him, that God is, is, is alive in his life. And, and the two of them work together to lead the children. Okay? So now we got, uh, we're at the, that was pretty much the second thing that really wasn't a whole lot that Isaac, you know, when you compare it to Abraham and even to Jacob uh, and Jacobson, there was, really wasn't a whole lot that, that you know, that really uh, discussed about Isaac. You just got a couple little, little highlights in his life. So just to bring us up now, we're in chapter 27, okay? And it came to pass, verse 1, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old, all right, and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, my son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. Now Isaac and Rebekah, uh, Rebekah gets pregnant. Once again, uh, Rebekah, similar to Sarah, was barren, all right? But God visits. She gets pregnant, all right? And, and, and in, her, in her pregnancy, these two boys, Esau and Jacob, are fighting pretty much, uh, are, uh, for lack of better words, if you will, are at war in the womb, okay? They're at war in the womb, and God has to, has to reveal to her there's two nations, there's two kinds of people in you, all right? This is God talking to Rebecca. All right? There's two kinds of people in you, and, and God reveals to her that unlike how it naturally is where the elder child pretty much rules and is next in line, God reveals to Rebecca that the elder shall serve the younger. Okay? The elder shall serve the younger. And even as they was coming out, even as Esau was coming out, amen, Jacob caught a hold to him. Y'all got to go back and read all that. Y'all got, got to read it all. Jacob caught a whole, I mean, infants, babies. Coming out the womb, Jacob catches hold. He's a heel catcher. That name Jacob, he's he's a trickster. Okay, he's sly, he's cunning. That's why God had to change his name. That's 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 a little bit later on. God had to change his name from Jacob to Israel. Okay, because it was too much stuff. You know what? A lot of us, we, we before we arrive, we already done lost points because of our name. Because of our, and your name meaning your reputation. Oh, he's coming? Oh, I ain't showing up. Oh, they coming to the birthday party? Oh, I ain't coming. They, they, they come to the Christmas party? Oh, I know I ain't coming. Because your name, your reputation precedes you. Uh, and it shouldn't be like that. Not with the believers. Not, not unless it, it, it's something that's happening and folks know what type of character you bring. You're a godly person. And then they say it like this, oh, if they're going to be there, I ain't going to be there. God. No, I don't think they want to do is talk about God. I don't think they want to do is preach. Well, that's a great, that's a great reputation to have, okay? Uh, you know, now, then, too, that it should be some balance, all right? If I'm going to the basketball game, they have an opportunity come for me to, to talk about Christ, and, of course, I'm going to do it. 
but I know how to go to the basketball game and enjoy the game. Matter of fact, I might tell you to be quiet. I'm trying to enjoy the game. Amen. If I'm here at the game, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to enjoy it. All right? But if opportunity presents itself, okay, to, to talk about Christ or to witness or to testify, then, of course, wherever I'm, I am, then I can do that. All right? So I, uh, uh, Isaac is well in age, okay? His eyes were dim so that he could not see. He called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. All right? How many of us have, have responded to God like that, saying, Behold, here am I. All right? I'm here, Lord. What? What would thou have me to do? What, what What is your will for my life? What do you What do you want me to do? Okay, we we ask our boss. Okay, what What do I need to do today? What's my assignment? But we won't ask God. Okay? And if we do ask Him, and when He tells us, are we available? All right, are we available? My daddy used to say this in the church. Uh, he used to say it like this: he "said What good is it to know the best mechanic?" but that mechanic is never available to you, okay? What good is it, you know, to, to know, uh, uh, you know, members of the church or be a part of a church, but you're never available, okay? The pastor asks you to do this or another brother says, asks you, hey, can you help me out with this? And you, you claim to be a preacher or a deacon, an evangelist, a missionary, whatever, but you're never available to assist anybody, you don't support nobody else. If it ain't your program, you're nowhere to be found. And if you do show up, you ain't got nothing but negative stuff to say. Instead of, here am I. I'm available. Okay, I'm available. And that's where we need to be. Praise time. We need to be available for the master's use. He's, uh, Sister Buzz got a lot of uh, different community affairs, community events that that's going on. I would love for her to be able to report that it's more than just her that's doing it. And she's offering it to the church and, and putting it on announcements. And even if we miss the announcement, we've got to do it, go back to Facebook. You can look or give her a call and say, hey, what's this going on? What's, what's this? I, I, I missed something. So we can be a part. I'm available. Okay? Some of us don't know nothing about community service because if it ain't inside of your house, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't gonna. You ain't gonna help nobody. You ain't gonna serve no hot dog. You ain't gonna. You ain't gonna pass out no flyers, and no less. You can't blame it on the cold. I know it's been cold here for the last few days. You can't blame it on that. You didn't do it in the summer. You didn't do it when it was hot. Okay, can't count on you here. You're you're never available for the master's use. You're never available for community outreach for community service. And everything don't have to come from the pastor. A lot of us will do stuff if the pastor asks. But what about your brother and sister in the same church, in the same fellowship? Okay, we should be available. Okay, you shouldn't have. You know, it's just something crazy when, when every time somebody else got an idea, you got something planned already. Always, you ain't never got no off day. You ain't never got time to help serve. Amen. And do something in the community to do an outreach. But you call yourself a child of God. All right. Verse 2. And he said, Behold now, I am old. This is Isaac talking to his son, his oldest boy Esau. Okay. I know not the day of my death. Okay. He said, he'll, and the historians say, the theologians say that even at this point, 
uh, Isaac was over 100 years old, but he actually lived. I mean, he did He did say he didn't know the day of his death. They say he actually lived over 40-some years after this. Okay, He was already old, but he even at this time, they say he lived over 40-some more years. So it makes you think, well, why? You know why? You know you saying it like this, but that—that's what they say um, was happening. You know you can go review that yourself. Verse three. Now therefore, take I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. Verse four. And make me savory meat such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Okay, now right here we see the relationship between father and son. Well, let me be more specific, father and oldest son by a few minutes or so, all right? So Isaac was drawn to or seemingly what we're going to review more closer had a uh, – well, just a closer relationship, should I say, to Esau. Maybe because him and Esau had stuff in common. And we see here where Esau knew, he knew how to hunt, okay? He knew how to cook, or he knew how to prepare the food, and he knew the way his daddy liked it. So let, let's put it this way. Esau was a daddy's boy. Yeah, he uh, bring it home. They went to the games together. Okay, they they went to the gun range together. They they hung out together. Okay, he was his daddy's boy. All right, and parents, we got to be careful. And right now we're just dealing with the father. Father, we got to be careful, especially for those of us that's got numerous kids. We, you know, uh, I guess it's just natural. If one of the child is interested in the things that you like to do, that y'all connect, okay? That that y'all connect, that y'all have a, a, a more communication because y'all do the same thing. Now, uh, similar, I can speak for my family, okay? I got two girls and three boys, okay? I've, each one of my my daughters have played basketball and played flag football. And because I'm a, a sports person, and I played sports growing up, outside of church, that's where we connect more. You know, when Sugar, which is my oldest daughter, Maria, when she was playing basketball, I was coaching her. Okay, when she got into middle school, I was sitting on the sideline, I was still practicing work with her. When she started playing flag football, I would, I would help coach her and show her, because she played quarterback, I would show her how to throw in uh, footwork and things like that. I'd be, in the, I'd be in the stands yelling and screaming at her. Same thing for my baby girl, Pamela. I was her coach. I've been coaching her since she was start playing basketball at five. Coaching her all the way up. She took a few years off. She started back playing in eighth grade at her school. I, was, I ended up being the coach then. And then she went into high school. I, uh, she started playing flag football. So just being at the game, yelling from the game, coaching and encouraging 
from the game. That's how we connected because that's something outside of church. Okay, we all connect in church, but that's something that me and my kids do outside of church that has my attention. And even them being uh, in band and uh, my boys playing baseball and football and, and basketball, that's how I'm able to, outside of the church, connect and have more communication and have one-on-one time with them. Now, each one of them I've had, whether it's just taking them to the basketball court or to the football field or whatever, have that one-on-one time with. But trying not to or trying to be careful where one child don't get all the attention. And that's where I think a lot of us go wrong, where especially for those of us that's got numerous kids, Here's that one child that I mean y'all just y'all just seem maybe closer enough, and all that attention, knowing or unknowingly, goes to that one child. And if we're not careful, those other children or that other child can feel neglected. Okay, and we we have to we have to be careful. You know, there's been there's been situations and occasions where I have to think, okay, well I need I need to do this. You know, uh, Maria's pretty much grown now, but she still needs a little attention. Uh, you know, my deal with her more or less now is, is with the young men in her life, having conversations and uh, picking on her or whatever, you know, about her man. You know, she, my man, you know, she's 21. It's my man. So, you know, he's a football star and played Division One football. So I, you know, got to meet him and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's all I'm hearing from her right about now. You know, Pamela's still in school, and then Zach out of school. And I call him appetizers, but, you know, that's a whole other story. But dealing with him, now we went from the sports stuff with Zach. We know he's a great musician, but now we're able to, because he's into cars now. So me and him are connecting even more. We've always had the church. We've always had sports, but his sports days are pretty much done. Okay, but now him as a musician, we connected in that way, and also now in cars. So he likes to have the speakers, and he wants rims, and such. He wants the pipes coming out. So all this he saw from his daddy, because all that pretty much is what I do to my my car, especially my old school. So we we're able to connect, and even now my wife has to remind me sometimes. Because I can get caught up in one thing or another and say, hey, don't forget about this. Or don't forget about, or you need to say something to this child. Or you need to take or say something. Because it can happen. I'm going to take a little moment right here. Because we're only going to get to verse 10 tonight. But I'm going to open up the floor to the panel um, just for where we got to. Maybe you had this experience um, now that you're a parent. Or you you may can feel what I'm saying on, on what may have happened to you um, throughout, you know, while you was growing up. So in, anyone on the panel um, at this time, I think we're at we're at verse four. Yeah, we just said verse four. I hope to get to verse ten, and and then we're gonna we'll just build off this uh, until we get through with. It. So anyone on the panel at this time? Well, cool. So let's read. Let's go back to verse four again. And make me savory meat, such as I love. So this just confirms what I've what I've already said. 
Uh, Esau knew what his daddy liked. He said, such as I love. In other words, he's, he's done this before, okay? And bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die, okay? Uh, we, we see Isaac, it sounded like he was prepared. I mean, he knew he was old. His eyes were dim. Sounded like he thought he was probably about to, you know, probably about to pass in the next few weeks, the next couple months. But, you know, uh, from what they historians say, that's not what happened, okay? So we see the relationship between Isaac and Esau. Now, let's see how this thing flips. Because we know, we know about daddy boys, but ain't nothing like, and I mean nothing like, a mama's boy. Okay, I was I was looking at a, a I guess it was a short. Uh, t- I don't know if it's TikTok or whatever it was. It was on YouTube, and I I said this to my wife, and I start laughing uh, because it's real. And what it was, someone did a video. A, a, a husband did a video of the comparison between how his children respond to him and how they respond to his wife. And it's, it's on YouTube. I, I don't know if it's a tick, but it's a little short. Uh, I guess a short video, whatever that stuff is, short video. And what he did was, um, in the video, he did it where he left out the room. And when he left out the room, none of the kids followed him. He came back in. Then his wife left out the room. And all the kids followed the wife. And then the net one, he he did a, another one. I forgot what that one was, but it was it was along the same thing. I think he was just sitting there eating popcorns, watching a movie, and he was by himself. And then the next one he showed was his wife sitting there eating popcorn, watching a movie, and all the kids is up, up under his wife. And I saw that, and I think I sent that to my wife, or she saw the same, saw one similar. I was like, that's crazy, but that's true. Macho, especially my younger one, Macho and Ice Pick. I can be in. I'm in. I'm in my room now, and won't nobody come in here. But let my wife come. Let let my wife open that door. Is when she opens doors like is is like the Million Man March, and it's just two of them. And if the older ones are here, they gonna come in right behind her. And I be in here. Uh, man, y'all get out. Get out the room. I can sit in here and be. I can be watching their favorite movie. Won't nobody come in here and, and, and unless they got their phone, Ice Pick will come in here and, and do whatever. But nine times out of ten, they're not going to come in my room when it's just me. Because generally, I'm the one kick them out. So that's probably part of the problem. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm trying to get everybody out of my room and out my bathroom. Okay? But when my wife come in, when she opens this door, it's, uh, it's like, it, it's, it's like they're going to Six Flags. And with, with free tickets, like they go going to Disney, uh, Magic Kingdom, free tickets. Wherever she go, for the most part, they're going to follow her. If if I go out the house, because they know normally what I, if I'm leaving out the house, you know, I'm probably going to walk. And nobody want to go do that with me. But let my wife leave out the house. It don't matter where she's going. It ain't no question. Unless I'm doing something, unless they got practice, and they got to go to practice. If they got to go to practice, then they then they know they'll sit around and wait them because I'm normally the one, you know, just depending on if both of them or who got practice. All right, so ain't nothing like I know ain't nothing like a daddy's boy, but it ain't nothing like a mama's boy. Watch this. Look at verse five. 
And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son. So somebody said, was she eavesdropping or was she just chilling around? Or what was it? It's, it's funny. Wives can hear stuff. You think you you think you were sneaking, and he your wife already know is this you know somebody saying women's intuition or discernment or what have you. Uh, you think you slick, but they say that wife is slicker. Okay, like wait wait a minute, how you know what I was doing? How you know? So let let's just see. Let's see what I mean. You know, it, it went on in the scripture, verse five again. And Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt for the venison and to bring it. So while she heard the conversation, she heard she hears the conversation, she notices Esau obeying his daddy, doing what his daddy told him to do. Okay? She hears it. She sees Esau leave to go perform the duties requested by his father. Now look at verse 6. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, oh, her son, yeah, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. So she, she is recording or reporting to Jacob, mama's boy, what daddy said to Esau, daddy's boy. All right, verse 8. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. See, we got to be be careful. We got to be careful. even, Even when we are doing things to even separate or manipulate, manipulative, being manipulative. And unfortunately, some of us do these things to our own, to our own children, to our own spouse. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised on what, what goes on. I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but you'll be surprised what what certain women make their husband do in order for them, amen, praise the Lord, and vice versa. Okay, we 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 got we got to be careful on the or or you not doing your husbandly duties because of this, that, and the other, or you not going to perform your wifely duties because of this, that, and the other. Well, if you don't do this, I ain't gonna do that. Not knowing you are totally going against the word of God. Okay, your body is no longer yours, but it belongs to to your husband, and vice versa. Okay, vice versa. Uh, many couples have went straight and uh, got in trouble with God because of withholding themselves or manipulative, uh, being deceptive. Towards their own spouse. If you listen, if you can't be straight and honest and be straight up with your own spouse, who can you be honest and straight up with? And what happens in a lot of marriages and a lot of homes that husband or wife becomes more committed. Watch this, 
to the children than they do to each other. Ooh, Lord. Oh, help us tonight. Got to be careful. We got to be careful. Yes, they're our children. Yes, we, 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 we be there for them, but your first commitment is to your spouse. Well, after God, okay, Jesus Christ, is to your spouse, your husband to that wife, wife to that husband. And we bring up the children together. But you should not be, I, as a father, I shouldn't be more committed and more concerned about my children. Don't mean I shouldn't be concerned, but I shouldn't be more concerned about them than I am about my wife. See, I'm particular. Okay, and I do stuff uh, uh, every few months or so, We, you know, we pretty much go somewhere as a family. But in between those times, I look for opportunities to just have my wife to myself. Okay, I look look for all opportunities where I say, no, just me and you. There, there's certain things, yeah, let's take two, but then there's certain times where I need you to myself. Because often, especially at being understanding, knowing uh, having a wife and knowing I have five children and she's spread apart with all five kids and this one doing this one, that one, this, and me also, okay, but even more her because she's a mother. But then she has to understand and do understand, hey, we need time to ourselves. We can't forget about each other. And that's what happens a lot of times in marriages where we, and I hope, I'm, I hope, I hope this happens to somebody tonight, where we get so involved and consumed, thank you, Jesus, we get so consumed with the activities and nurturing of the children, uh-oh, Lord, help us tonight, where we forget to nurture and take care of each other, meaning husband and wife. Okay, and then when the children, remember this, the children are a temporary part. They're a temporary part. What I mean by that is, I mean, they're going to always be your children, but Life shows, and even scripturally, life cycle shows, eventually, all five of my children stay here with me, but eventually, somebody's going to move out. If they don't move out and put them out, then my wife may sneak them back in the garage, but at least I tried. Okay? Now, don't mind my kids staying here as long as they're doing, they doing the right thing. Okay, don't mind helping with some bills and stuff. You ain't going to be in my house 30 years old and ain't paying nothing. No, that ain't going to happen. My 18-year-old son, he got a portion that he turns in uh, uh, monthly. And my 21-year-old daughter, she got a portion she turns in monthly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to. Okay? So we work together as a husband and wife unit. Remember, this is family night to train the children, but understanding we can't invest all we got into the children where we forget and neglect to invest in one another. But what happens if you don't invest in each other? Those children grow up, move out, start their own family, visit you when they want to. And sometimes we know in certain families, I was talking with Mother White about that this morning, you know, hey, 
you know, you got to appreciate folk. You never know who's there to help. This, that, and the other. I said, because when you get to a certain age, you know, and you can't fend for yourself, what these doctors and hospitals say, no, you need to be in a nursing home. And the next thing you know, you know, you, you, done, you done treated folks this way or the other, and there ain't nobody coming to see you. So what what do we do? We we are careful as a family. Watch this. Wise being being intentional, being specific towards your husband. And likewise, husbands being intentional to your wife. You two work together to do for the children, and we know, we know it's just natural. It's nature. Mothers are are, are nurturers. Yes, we, we understand God did that. He knew what he was doing. From the time that child is born, the, the next thing they want to do, I know because I've been saw it five times, the next thing they do, even if the dad, they let the daddy hug him, daddy can't do much at that time. They're going to try as quick as they can to do what? To get that baby back on the chest of that mama so that that bonding period can start, the nurturing. God placed in that mother natural to help sustain the baby. That baby can't come out eating crystals. If you do, that's a problem. The baby don't have teeth yet. Some do have teeth when they come out, but that, that, they can't digest that. So God has formed in the mother's womb, in the breast of that mother, the nutrition needed for that child. At that specific time, as memory served me correctly, I think they up uh, to about a year, year and a half, maybe two years. And that child will cry. He ain't crying for his daddy. He never cried for his daddy. But he cried for that, that breast when they're hungry. Okay? And mothers have such a unique part, uh, such a unique thing. Daddy can do only but so much during those critical moments. But he still should be a support system and a support mechanism for that wife to say, well, baby, I know you, you can only have it. You, you don't. Right now I can't feed her unless you start doing bottles. But still being able to be a support system, I had to understand, okay, hey, bro, I, I can't pay him much attention. Oh, I need to open it back up. I've been done talking the whole time. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I can't pay that much attention to you now, brother. I had to understand that. You know, for for a few, my wife might say all of them. I had to, I had to understand, hey, she can't, you can't pay. You know, her body, Lord, let me preach right here. Her body is changing. You don't understand what her body just went through. We know you excited, brother. And, and it's been a few weeks and uh, whatever, brother, but you got to, you know, you got to hold yourself. Okay, so you can't be selfish during them moments. All right, let me uh, let me open up to the panel. Hope, hope, y'all know I, I finished this thing. Uh, panel, anybody? In, I know we got all everyone that's on is either mother or father tonight. Anybody got anything up to this point? Anybody? Before I close it out. Hey, Pastor. Go, go ahead. Uh, just okay. All right. Just wanted to say first off, uh, doing a good job and and really so far, man, 
Uh, we're covering this lesson. Uh, you really ain't left no meat on the bone. So I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to. Uh, but definitely a very, very good uh, lesson. And I'm going to say this. Uh, when we look at the, the relationship, um, of course, with the, with, between the parents um, and also Jacob and Esau, this is how, you know, we see sibling rivalry start just with, you know, just some simple stuff, and then, you know, it, it turns into a lot more. It's sibling rivalry all because of, you know, a small thing that the parents can start doing. So we got to make sure just for us, you know, just to be careful within our our, our own lives and stuff like that as parents as well, take from that. Uh, for example, be careful what, what we're doing, like I said, whether it be favoritism or anything that you try and step in and do for one child versus the other. And then now, you know, you done thrown off something and created something that probably wouldn't have been there, even though in this context they had, um, you know, they already had a situation beforehand where uh, he gave away his birthright. Uh, Esau gave away his his birthright to uh, Jacob. But, you know, sometimes within the family structure, just some simple things like that, can cause, you know, uh, years of, you know, just a sibling rivalry all going back to something that the parents may have did or you, you, you held on to this one a little bit more. You did more for this one than that one. And, you know, those are the things that we got to be careful of um, and, and make sure that we are being um, even with both with all the kids, you know, as much as possible. You know, I understand that they're all different you know, people, different personalities, you got to deal with them differently, but you also just have to treat them equally. So those two different things, you can deal with them differently, but you got to treat them equally. But that's, that's all. It's definitely a great lesson, a whole lot in it. Um, but that's what I got for right now. Thank you. Great job. That That is a great, a great point, Minister Tobert. Sil, uh, siblings, Robbery, and as you stated, I'm glad you brought that out about uh, Esau selling his birthright, as the good preacher would say, for a bowl of beans, and Jacob being a trickster. It's a great, great point. Thank you for that, Minister Tober. In, any anyone else on the panel that got any anything for right now? Hey man, so I feel like. Um both parents were wrong um, as far as the text goes, um, Isaac and Rebecca, because I, I feel like, you know, as stated, or we I don't know if we've gotten that far, but it, it's seeming as if they are going to try to play the brothers against one another, um, which is not okay. And I know um, when I was studying a little bit at work, I know previously, I think chapter 25, it spoke about, you know, the two in the womb and one will be stronger than the other and different things of the sort. So I think that Rebecca had already knew this. And I wonder if she shared it with Isaac that um, one of the brothers would be above the other one. So it's like, if they, if they're playing them against each other, it's not right. Um, They both have their favorites clearly. The dad has his favorite, which is Esau, and then Rebecca has her favorite, which is Jacob. And I don't believe that it's by chance that Rebecca heard that conversation. I think that she was being nosy, 
and she already and it gave her a plan. Okay, boom, this is our chance. Like, let's do this. So they both had a favorite, and they put those brothers against each other, and they were both in the wrong. Um, she was calculated. She knew what she was doing. She was definitely being deceptive. But again, Deal with it. Come Isaac, on to in my over. opinion, he was in the wrong also because um, I'm trying to find the exact scripture. Uh, Genesis 20, 25 and 23, it talks about the two nations that are in the, in the womb, and it says that one, one will be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the other. So if they already knew, why did, why did he try to go ahead and put Esau above when they knew that it was supposed to be Jacob? So they were both in the wrong. Both parents were they were both wrong. They they both knew it. But because they have favorites, they went against the plan that God had already had um set for how it was supposed to go because they had their favorites. But it's like we do now. We try to go in and fix stuff to how we want it to be and then we mess it up. God doesn't have a plan for our life or our children's life because he's just picking it at random. He's just going out on a whim. Like, that's that's not how God works. God's plan is the perfect plan. We go in and we mess stuff up because we be doing too much, the same way they're doing too much. So they were both wrong, the mom and the dad. Great, great point. They knew. And that's when I said it earlier, how many times have we went in to assist God when he already, as Sister Tobert plainly set out, God has a perfect plan. He knows exactly how he he has a perfect will. He has a permissive will. This fell into that permissive will. God just allowed y'all to go, but he already had a way that he was going to make it happen. He'd already spoke it. Okay, thank you, both of you. Great, great points. Anyone else tonight? All right, great. Now. Well, I'm going to read these last couple of scriptures, then, then we'll be through. And we're going to stay right in here because we, we got a lot we got to, to dig out and pull out in this chapter. And just the overall family structures, the family uh, unit, husband and wife, be careful not to allow the children to come in between you. Let me say it again. Husband and wife, be careful. If if you're not careful, you'll find yourself fighting each other over something that the child undid or the child. Uh, Y'all know, for those of us that's got children, everybody on the panel got children. Children can manipulate. They can go to one parent, they'll go to mama, and mama say, no, this, that, no. But they know they got daddy's little heart. They'll go right to daddy and say, well, daddy, you know, did you? And, and if daddy is smart and don't just be dealing in emotions or whatever, daddy going to say, well, did you talk to your mama? And that's what happened in my family. That's what happened right here in my home. Depending on what it is, my wife know what, what she can just answer and be, <coughs> excuse me, be done with it. But then she know there are certain things that she say, go ask your daddy. <laughs> Go ask, go ask your dad. We just had a little, a little, little thing happen a couple of weeks ago with, with Macho. Macho's twelve. He he's coming to his own, playing baseball. You know he 
he's known as a baseball player. Now he's playing basketball, and, you know, he's getting the attention of, of little girls, which I'm grateful. You know, he, he likes little girls, and they all, you know, messing with you know, and all that stuff, which I'm grateful because it could be the other way. But thank God. Thank God he's interested in girls, okay, and practicing all this stuff. And then there'll be something that'll be sitting off. Uh, well, Mommy, can I do? No, go ask your daddy. Go see what your daddy say. Okay? And then there'll be certain things that I'll say, did you, did you ask your mama? Okay, did you ask your mama to take you there? Or did you, did you check with your mama? Okay? And then there are certain things that will come together. Okay? Well, let's talk about this. How are we going to deal with this? How are we going to deal with it? What you think? Okay? Do we always agree? No. No. Okay? Just like that, those two different names, two different people, even with me and my wife, even though we got similar upbringings in the church, you still had a whole different household that did things totally different. And we we probably closer now after being married 22 years on knowing what battles to fight with whatever situation, but it's taken a while. And we will still have to still learn to pick certain battles. Okay? We still learn to pick. Uh, my wife, and it, it, I don't know if she, I know she's on, I don't know if she's coming, uh, going to come in, but, you know, my wife is quick to just say, let's go and get it out and talk about it. And I'm, me, I'm opposite. Okay, I'm opposite. I'm, I'll shut down and just be quiet. I don't like fussing, I don't like fighting. And not that my wife likes fussing and fight, but she likes to go and deal with it. I'm more now. Let me let me let me simmer in this for a minute. Give me a few days. I'll be back. Give me a few days. Not leaving my home, nothing like that. But I'll be back to talking. Give me a day or two. Okay, that's just kind of how we, you know, you know, it, it, you know, that's, it's been twenty twenty five years together, twenty two years marriage. All right, so. And and in spite of all this natural stuff, we, we understand also, and I, I'll get ready to close, we have an enemy that sits around and loves to try to push buttons in the family. If he can break up that family unit, because everything, everything else falls under the, di- the guidance or the direction or the formula that God has given to the family. Okay? It all starts with family. Adam. He said, ain't good for man to be alone. He brought, brought him a helpmate, put Adam to sleep, took a rib, brought Eve. Okay? They came together, had, had boys. Okay? Cain and Abel. And they was tripping. Well, Cain was tripping. You go, look, don't think all your kids go out. Like I said in the beginning, even though you can raise them up, they can be in the church, they can run around the church, somebody's going to still gonna have a tripping bone in them. Okay? But if, if, if that husband and wife can show a united front, let me help somebody here, can show a united front, even if y'all been fussing at each other in the bedroom or over the situation, when you come out before the kids, show that united front. Uh, anytime that those children can sense, oh, and think, don't think you remember. Remember the little sneaky stuff you did when you was a child. 
Well, times that by 10 now. Times that by 10. The little sneaky stuff you did uh, to your parents or whatever, times that by 10 with the knowledge that these children got now. Show that united front. Stand together. Okay? Stay together. Stay committed. Show that united front before your children that they'll see that there's no holes. There's no holes in there that they can pick through, that they can try to manipulate. Now, here, husband and wife mad at each other because of the children. Be careful. All right, let me read this on now. I just said I wanted to get to verse 10 tonight. Thank you all so much for your comments. Uh, Verse 8, now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. See? She's manipulating this thing. All right? Verse 9, go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats. Now, remember, while she's saying this, Esau is out hunting. But instead of her sending Jacob out to hunt, she sent Jacob, for the most part, go to the backyard and get them goats. And I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loved it. Now, you know, yeah, Esau know how to make it, but I'm mama. I definitely know what daddy likes. That's pretty much what she's saying. Okay? But she's telling Jacob to go do this and, and to expedite expeditiously to get all this stuff done before uh, Esau gets back. Verse 10, And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. And I'm going to stop right there. But we got we got we got some other stuff that just you know go on and read it and see how this family dysfunction took place in the scriptures and that'll hopefully encourage some of us in our own families when dysfunction when things happen where we act like Lord why my family well hey it's 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 life all right so she hurries Jacob up. Uh, go to the yard, get these goats, come back so I can prepare it so your father can bless you before he dies. Think about what kind of mind frame this woman had to be in. Not that the father can bless both her children, but bless you. Okay? So we got a lot to, to unpack and to think about our own lives and our own characteristics. Yes, that child that's doing what you ask them to do. Yes, you wanna you wanna show them that you appreciate it. That child that's doing right in school. Yes, you you want to uh, uh, reward them with something special. Okay, yeah, that's that's natural. Yeah. You know, we want, we want to do that, we, and we're going to do those things, which will hopefully encourage the other child or other children, hey, I want to do the same for you, but you, 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 you got to do better. Hopefully it will encourage that child to do better. But that comes with conversation. That comes with a talk. Okay? That comes with affirming and reaffirming that child, hey, I don't love your sibling more than you. I love you just the same. But because they did the right thing or because they succeeded in this, it's just right for me to award them 
And if you do the same thing or in whatever area you want to go in, I'll be there to support you as long as you're doing the right thing. And that's what my children know. As long as you're doing right, daddy got your back. Me and mom and daddy got your back. They ain't, ain't bailing you out of jail. I ain't putting up my house. Okay? Not doing it. I ain't going to title max and punting. Uh, none of these titles or these cars we got ain't going to happen because you decided to do contrary to what the family principles and what you've been taught to do ain't going to happen. Now, as long as you abide and you you, you, you do what you're supposed to do, you'll always have a home. If I got a roof over my head, you'll always, me and mommy got a roof. You're going to always have a roof. You can always come home. And that's what my parents told me. You leave right, you can always come back. If need be, thank God, thanks be unto God, I never had to return. Once I start flying, I've been flying now over 20 years. It is what it is. Okay? So parents, you know, we we see this, and it's real life, but let us take heed. Some of us, we need to, we, we need to go back and revisit and make some apologies and make some things right with our children and with our spouses. Okay, there's some things that you know you was wrong about, some decisions you just made out of your feelings. Okay, some decisions you made out of your out of your own emotions. It wasn't godly. God wasn't in it. Even though you keep trying to put God in it, God wasn't in it. You did it out of your own natural emotion. Okay? And you need to and it keeps it you keep feeling it and being reminded of it, it means now okay, you need to get that thing right whether it be with your spouse or with your children. Or, hey, shoot, it could be somebody else. It's things you need to get right. Okay? So thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, Praise Tabernacle, Tuesday night Bible study. We jumped in here. I want to encourage the panel to uh, just go on, and we're going to go all the way through uh, this chapter, so that gives us enough time to everybody to review it and look at it and and to pray about it. And so for next month's family night, uh, I would love to hear from everybody. I would love to hear from everyone on the panel. Listen, y'all on the panel because I want to hear from you. Okay, and I don't hear just for me to say y'all on the panel. I want to hear from you. I want y'all to um, have something to say. Okay, that's the reason why you're here. Your input is important. No matter how long, and I know I can get on here and I can talk and I can do the whole thing or whatever, but your your opinion it could be something I missed, okay, or something that I just didn't see, something I didn't have, something God didn't give me. He gave it to you, all right? So I love you all. appreciate you. Um, tonight, if you would like to be a blessing to this ministry, Praise Tabernacle Church, you can send a, a offering tonight, uh, to our church at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC 877. May the Lord bless you real good. Our extended arms ministry, we have gotten our cash app information back up and running. And for those that would like to be a blessing to our extended arms, that's our that's the outreach part of our church. You can do so at uh, dollar sign extended arm. No S at the end, extended arm, A-R-M, extended arm, dollar sign, extended arm, and you can send an offering there. And may the Lord bless you real good. Listen, the Lord is coming. Meet us Sunday morning at 275.
Simonton Road Southeast, Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30045, in the cafeteria of Simonton Elementary, right here in the heart of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Amen. And we're going to be, the Lord is coming, we'll have the opportunity to preach, and we are anticipating preaching from the subject, I'm giving you the best that I got. I'm giving you the best that I got. Tune in. If you can't if you can't meet us in person, tune in to our Facebook live service. We're starting at nine o'clock in the morning, beginning February. Because we got that extra time, we get in around seven forty five, we're gonna be moving our service start time up to eight forty five to better make value or use the time that we're paying for. So we're going to be in February, first Sunday in February, we will start at 845. So, but this Sunday we'll be starting at 9 o'clock. The Lord bless coming preaching from the subject, I'm giving you the best that I got. God bless you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Appreciate you. We thank you for your word on tonight. Help us to hide it in our heart like David, that we might not sin against you. Help us to understand that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you. We give you glory. Tonight I pray for every family that's under the sound of my voice, that husband, that wife, that single parent, also for the children. God, I pray that you would knit their hearts and minds together and be watchful of the devices and the schemes of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God, you gave us a word that, that you come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We're praying for the, the sick and the bereaved part of our churches. God, we're praying that you would just touch, heal, and deliver those hurting hearts because of the loss of a loved one. I pray that you will ease their troubled mind in the name of Jesus, those with tired and sick bodies with different ailments. We know we thank you for the doctors and for the education that they have. We thank you for the insight that you've given unto them. But we, we do know and ultimately understand our healing comes from you. And we thank you and we appreciate you as we leave this place, but never your presence. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you.